we're going to talk about the latest development at Norton Commons. They get all the good stuff, and this is a good one. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Ellie Tolberts. Hi. Haley Cawthon. Hi there. And Shay Van Hoy. Hey, folks. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week we bring you the latest news, along with plenty of sharp opinions about what's going on here in Louisville, Kentucky. We're going to start out with a little, it's, it's Friday afternoon. It's always when, usually when I record this podcast. We got a little breaking news today, right before we came on. Uh, Vince Tyra landed a new gig, and Shay, you just wrote about that. So uh, tell us about Vince Tyra. What's he going to be doing? Yeah, I wrote it uh, very quickly to make our afternoon email, that little uh, how the sausage is made there. Uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah, I got a release that uh, Vince, uh, the former athletic director at UofL, he's there from 20. 20- 18 through December of 2021, um, when uh, he stepped down, uh, he's going to work as basically as the executive in charge of mergers and acquisitions at Houchins Industries, which is down in Bowling Green. Uh, a lot of people down there know it. Um, not really so much for maybe the name Houchins, but uh, for the grocery store chains they own, uh, include Piggly Wiggly and IGA, and around here a lot of Save-A-Lots. Um, but uh, they're a three, three and a half billion dollar company, uh, all employee stock owned. Uh, so he uh, kind of is returning to his corporate roots down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he previously worked for Fruit of the Loom, which is also based down in Bowling Green. So, uh, yeah, new role for him after a few months of uh, taking it easy, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I, I didn't see him land in there, but I didn't know if he was going to you know, take on another AD job or not. So uh it's um i think there isn't there a grocery store called houchins am i making that up or maybe there used to be i'm not sure yeah uh, I, I think there maybe used to be um i'm i'll look that up as we're talking here and yeah. and see if i can uh find that but uh but yeah i mean I, a lot of people know them for groceries but uh they have uh uh they they kind of branched out there for a while they they bought hilliard lions a while back and they have since sold hilliard lions and to baird so now here hilliard lions is called baird um but uh yeah they've uh they, they kind of branched out and did some other industries uh there for a while um you know i think it's uh an interesting uh interesting pickup for them um and i think a lot of people will probably jump on that news this afternoon uh because it, it's it is surprising so yeah. Uh, wish him, wish him the best of luck in his new role. So. And his, you know, his kind of veering into the athletics was a was really that that was the odd oddity if you look at his career. I mean, he'd been in corporate America mm-hmm. years, including running uh, or CEO of ISCO, uh, which is you know a, a company here in town that makes piping that sell they sell it all over the world. So um, so yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of more back to his roots really than taking another yeah. athletics director job. Honestly, when he, um, like I knew him from covering business in Louisville before I knew him as the athletic director. So I was kind of surprised when he took over as that athletic director, but he did have a sports background in college, right? Didn't he, uh, didn't he play baseball? I believe so. Yeah. So graduated. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll switch gears there. Um, some, yeah, some late breaking news there, but I teased Norton commons in the intro. We'll get into Norton commons here. 
there's this new development, the lyric. Ellie, tell us about that. What's all the uh, what's what's all going into the lyric? Um, it's called lyric. That's a mistake I kept making. It's not the lyric. <laughs> it's lyrics. But um, just had to correct you. <laughs> no, no, um, right on. You you got to get that part right. So I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it's really important. Um, but yeah, so it's a mixed use kind of. I don't know if mixed use is the right word, but it has residential and retail. Has mm-hmm. um, like 273 residential units, and then it has four spots for retail, three of that of which has been announced, and then two that are open and operating. Um, and so, so yeah, it's like all in one big building on like five acres uh, in Norton Commons. It takes up a whole block. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're officially kind of. They had their grand opening uh, right. this Thursday, so. So you got what yoga six is in there um watch hill proper the bourbon bar i think we've talked about on this show a couple of times it's in there i can't remember what what else was quills coffee is the last Quills, one. yes once under construction it hasn't opened yet so yeah gotcha um so who built it um that was a tennessee developer right yeah it's bristol development group which they are based in franklin tennessee right outside the nashville area um yeah um, and I'm trying to remember, do they have a, other projects here in Louisville, or was that their only one that you can think of? They've had, they've done Maine and Clay in Butchertown, and then they also did one in Norton Commons that finished in 2015, which was Veranda at Norton Commons. So they mm-hmm. they love Norton Commons. I talked to the uh, Charles Carlisle, who was the CEO. He's now the principal. He um, stepped down from that role just last month, but. Um, I talked to him on the phone and he just just was talking about how much they love Norton Commons. Um, right. but it seems like everyone who had like, you know, lives in Norton Commons or works in Norton Commons, all of it. I don't know. I've never, yeah. I, I wish I've, everything else was as cool as Norton Commons. So. Yeah. <laughs> you say you've never been to Norton Commons? I don't think I've ever been. Yeah. Um, it, it's it, something to see. It's a neat little community they built. So um, I got, you know, there, there's some qualms to be had with it. Like they, they built a nice urban community. And it's like, well, we have a nice urban community here in downtown. You could just fix that up. But uh, but whatever. It is still nice. You still can't take away from the fact that it's nice. Um, so so, you know, that's uh, I, I can't can't detract from them there. Um, there's this tunnel in this new development, Lyric and Norton Commons. Tell us about that. That, that was really intriguing. Yeah. So the thing about the project was it has all of these like weird or cool amenities it has like normal ones that you might imagine in any other luxury type residential living space but it also has all these more interesting ones and one of them was this entertainment tunnel which has um it connects two courtyards and it has nine tv screens on the wall that can be like used as nine separate screens or synced up to one big screen so it'd be like 10 feet tall i think and then they also have like, I think he said like couches and a foosball table and stuff like that in there. So it's just kind of a huh. lounge area. It must be pretty large if you're going to lounge down there. But uh, mm-hmm. so I guess it's not just for passing through. Um, sound, yeah. Sounds very cool. Uh, I'm kind of picturing that weird thing in Detroit Airport, um, but I, I think that's larger than than ten feet. So. <laughs> that's but, really. Uh, what's that, Shay? I said the yeah that. Detroit Airport Tunnel is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Light show or whatever. Yeah, I'm trying to. I doubt it's something like that. It must be something more like you can sit like and and watch a game or whatever. So, Mm -hmm. Um, 
All right. Well, I mentioned Watch Hill proper is there. Uh, Shay, I couldn't remember if you had been there, but you said you hadn't. Um, Michael L. Jones, regular on the show, uh, he went and he said it was a really awesome, awesome place to go. So uh, uh, lots of cool, lots of cool things out there. David, my, I don't know, claim to fame or claim to shame is that I've never been to Norton Commons, let alone. Oh, really? Yes. Well, you and Ellie, apparently you <laughs> both need to take a trip I, out to Norton Commons. I also don't know if I've ever been to Norton Commons. If it, If I had been, it was before the pandemic, which is like, 20 years ago, you know. <laughs> um, I've been mostly for interviews because I uh, used to cover restaurants and they had, you know, I'd go out there and, and check out all the new restaurants. They got a good restaurant seat. So uh, it sounds like you guys need to go check out Norton Commons. It's a, it's the, you know, well, for Haley, it's the Southern Indian. I think for me, it's the, you know, the snobby, I'm inside the Waterson and I don't leave the water inside the Waterson. Uh, that's, uh, that's my, you know, I get that's what I'm blaming it on. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, you know, just that's one thing about this job is just getting everywhere in town and, and going to see like neighborhoods I might not have otherwise seen. So I just, you know, I, I like to, I like to travel around, even though like if I'm sitting at home, which is in Southern Indiana and I'm like, I want to go out to eat. I mean, there's a very slim chance that I'm going to drive all the way to Eastern Jefferson County <laughs> to, to go out and get something. But, uh, but at least during, during the day, during work, I can get out. I don't do that as much as I used to because, um, because of the pandemic and because of the, uh, uh, you know, the fact that I'm, you know, mostly reading copy these days, but, uh, but it is a, a perk of the job. So, all right, let's switch gears here. We'll talk about a crypto mine um Haley there's a Louisville company building a crypto mines tell us about this yeah so about bit um which is a company that is being led by Stacy Griggs which most of most folks recognize his name associated with uh El Toro uh, the IP targeting firm um so about bit's kind of a relatively new company um it I wrote a, a kind of grand reveal grand debut article on them back in January I believe um, and they were projecting a revenue of $40 million in 2022. So um, fast growing company that came out of nowhere. Um, and now they're opening a mine in Southern Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. And a crypto mine. Now that is kind of a, a grand description of what this is. Uh, but just tell us a bit about crypto mines and how they work. Yeah. So crypto mines um, are essentially these big data centers that house these computers that are solving complex mathematical equations to mine Bitcoin. So the miners themselves are actually computers. Um, there's hardly any people involved, um, but these computers solve equations and that's how they get cryptocurrencies, more specifically Bitcoin. A lot of um, crypto mines are Bitcoin mines. Right. And okay, I'm going to sound stupid here, but it, they're they're the the puzzles that they're solving, the mathematical puzzles. They're they're that that unlocks these parts of the blockchain, I guess, right? I think it's just whatever whatever computer solves the puzzle the fastest is the one that gets the token. Mm -hmm. wow. Like it reminds me of an arcade game for some reason, but <laughs> that's probably a bad analogy. There's probably going to be a bunch of crypto guys who pound my email after this like that's not how it works <laughs> <laughs> um I, I like to have the the child the childlike understanding of how the crypto mine works but um the mines themselves 
like a lot of them are in um, what look to be like shipping containers or kind of like temporary looking structures um, because there's no people in there. Um, so basically they just have to have some kind of cooling system in place. A lot of them use fans. So places where crypto mines are now um, really don't like them because the fans are super loud mm -hmm. and they run um, all the time. But about bits crypto mine that they're building um, is going to be using a liquid cooling system um, that's kind of revolutionary that they haven't seen before, which that wasn't a part of my story, but it's an exclusive to you podcast listeners that uh, about bit has this liquid cooling system so that they don't have to use fans. Well, yeah, you had just showed me an article. I can't remember who was it. The economist maybe that it was the wall street uh, journal, wall street journal. Okay. Yeah. And there, there, there was a town, I think it was in Tennessee that kind of had these, complaints about humming fans from a crypto. Right. Well, it sounded like those folks um, were kind of misled in a sense that they thought it was going to be a data center with like people working in it. Like, I think a lot of people have misconceptions on what a crypto mine is mm -hmm. or um, what it, what these data centers are. And uh, they, they have a lot of complaints for noise and other pollutions um, yeah. so the EPA is kind of cracking down on where they can be and how close they can be to residential communities I think right so these are just basically server farms that are um, you know I mean the reason that they that the environmental concern is the amount of computer or the amount of power right. is using to solve these uh, these equations is you know it takes a lot of electricity which you know that's more more coal fire or more natural gas, and that's that's what uh, um, the, some of the complaints have been on on crypto farms. But Stacy's trying to address that with with this venture of his, right? Right, he's trying to find um, low cost and cleaner solutions um, to go out and mine uh, Bitcoin with. Specifically, is what they're focused on. Hence the name about Bit. Um, but in this sense, where they're building uh, this crypto mine, it's adjacent to uh minram excuse me if i'm pronouncing that right shay is that how you pronounce minram <laughs> have you ever been there uh that is a town that's so small that in indiana that i don't even know how to pronounce it um okay i know how to pronounce most indiana small towns like yeah. rushville <laughs> um other ones that like Chilean. yeah Chilean. <laughs> that's probably like a very niche joke that people won't get but um <laughs> i don't <laughs> that's fine <laughs> It's just for me and Shay. <laughs> um, but Minram, uh, there's a generating plant there. It's a coal-fired power plant. Um, and uh, Aboutbit is building their facility right next to that. And essentially using energy, um, like as they're trying to um, transition from coal to renewable energy, um, I think they're trying to use the energy left over that um, the community's not using for like electricity to power homes, they're trying to use leftover energy so that the coal plant can stay functioning while they're making that transition, from my understanding. Right, which I know he's like, at least thinking about the energy that it takes to use it, but it's still a coal plant, like, and then still, you know, a fossil fuel uh, right. that's being used to, to do this. Um, and I know he had, had some interest in natural gas as well, but, um, you know, that's still like, that's still the issue with crypto is the amount of energy that it uses to mine these. So um, I ask, uh, I, I, you know, me and Haley talk about this a lot, but uh, 
you know, I, you guys, Ellie and Shay, you said you're you're not interested in crypto, at least at least not investing in it, right? Yeah, I, I don't. I, what I know about crypto, I know from Haley pretty much. That's and Haley stories, um, and those are interesting. But like, I don't. Yeah, I, um, I'm like the the uh, investor that like the um, you know the commercial the the commercials that are like you need to plan for the long haul and but I'm I'm like the boring investor for sure. So Shay, are you investing investing in only bonds? <laughs> are you are you the bond guy now? <laughs> I'm uh, no in uh, just gold. That's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> gold and silver, perfect. Yeah. Well, I'll say like the way the stock market's doing now, like bonds is not a bad idea. <laughs> right. Uh, no, I mean, like it's, I know enough to like be able to follow along with stories I read, but um, yeah, that I I have not ventured into that yet. Yeah, I've like looked at it and looked at it, and like I've been saying since it started. It's a scam. It's a scam. It's a scam. But it doesn't matter if it's a scam because like a whole bunch of dudes have gotten rich off of it. So like to them, it's not a scam. Eventually, I think somebody's going to be left holding the bag. But and maybe that's happening now, the way the markets are performing right now. But uh, but for now, like things are they've been going up and up and up, and Bitcoin's still worth like. I, I don't have it in front of me, but last time I looked, it was $28,000 for a Bitcoin. So it's still like that high. Uh, Haley, are you still considering creating an NFT? Well, uh, so that's the thing. My husband is a banker. Um, so that means he's super against any kind of deregulated currency, <laughs> um, you know, the central bank mindset. But um I think I'm more interested in the NFT space purely from like a creator standpoint, not just on the digital art side, but there's a new company in Louisville called Pool Party Labs. Um, and they're trying to do NFTs with musicians, not just for their songs, like turning their songs into NFTs, but also as a means of like ticketing for events. And like, if you buy this album, you get a ticket to an exclusive event in the metaverse. And like, if my favorite musicians were doing something like that, of course, I'm going to be buying an NFT. Um, but in, in that sense, um, I've also considered creating it because um, I do art as a hobby. And I'm like, if other people can make NFTs and make money off it, so can I. Like, <laughs> that's the whole mentality. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I and that's uh, you know, a project you mentioned to me a while back, so I can't can't wait to see it when you do. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm kind of. I think I'd be more interested in uh, crypto than NFTs. Um, I do like like how fun these companies seem, like Pool Party Labs and Party Horses. Like that story that you did about Party Horses. Um, you know, it was really interesting. And that's all their event that they had um, for on Derby Eve. So I don't know. It's it's interesting to me to watch, but I don't think I'm getting in that. <laughs> it's just too, uh, I, I just can't get my head around it totally. Like how, like I understand collecting a piece of art and the art has value, but how that ties to the blockchain, that's what, that's where you lose me. So. Well, I don't think you have to understand all that to um, be engaged in what's going on. But I think it, in general, my guess is that most of these Web3 type of concepts are going to become more mainstream as time goes on. Like right now, there's a lot of fear and risk associated with it. Um, but I think 
as there's more buy-in from people, it, it'll stable itself out and more people be engaged in it. Yeah. I have a That's feeling just my prediction. Wrong. That's just my prediction. Could be totally wrong and it could all be, you know, going down the tube, but <laughs> do you remember this, this clip of, I think it was the Today show where a bunch of, uh, a bunch of the Today Show uh, folks are talking off camera uh, about email, and they don't understand how it works, and they're just yeah. la- and they're like, "What is that? What is that? That app well, sign?" And like- it's it's that way with all technology. <laughs> like, there's a really interesting documentary that was uh, referred to me by Rochelle Gray, who's with Endeavor. It's called um, General Magic. And I've probably talked about this so many times. I, I know I've referenced it in an Inno newsletter, but podcast listeners, you should go watch, go stream General Magic. Um, it was super interesting. It was the company company that had the idea for the iPhone um, that couldn't bring it to fruition. Like, so um, it's, it's really interesting about how new technology gets adopted and whether or not we think people are going to use it mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, buy into it. And so it's super interesting. And I think, you know, all technology has that kind of early adoption phase where people don't don't understand it and don't like it because they don't understand it and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's the, I think you're right about that. Um, uh, and then, you know, the other example that I saw and I, I'm stealing this from John Oliver, the HBO show, but he talked about uh, Google Glass and how in 2015 everyone thought we would all be wearing Google Glass by now, and like now no one's ever wearing Google Glass. So, um, but maybe there, like with the metaverse, like maybe there's more room for that kind of technology because a big complaint about the metaverse and, and virtual reality that I've seen is uh, the headsets are uncomfortable. And like you know, if you just want to have a cup of coffee, it's not. You know, you're trying to have a cup of coffee and, and this headset's blocking you from taking a drink. Uh, so there's, there's, you know, maybe there's room for that, like in an augmented reality kind of way. But anyway, um, love talking about all the, the, you know, out there technologies. I guess, you know, we're hopefully we, we don't sound like the guys from uh, the Today Show. Uh, you know, somebody listens to this in five years and we, you know, we kind of, you know, seem like that. But that's the risk you take when you talk about any technology, I think. Um, moving on to Saturn news, Jay Michael Jones reported this, but, uh, the gas house, right. Uh, it's, uh, it's closing down. What happened? Yeah, it is. It is closed. Um, so they kind of secretly did, um, at the end of April, the last, last day, um, it's, a almost 30 year old German restaurant out on, off of Brownsboro road at the Waterson. Uh, see, it's inside the Waterson, so I can go there. Uh, <laughs> just inside, I think. So, um, so or, yeah, it's right there. Anyway, um, and then apparently they did kind of a takeout on Mother's Day. They they might have done some meals on Mother's Day, but um, they closed. Uh, you know, Anne Marie and Michael Greipel, the owners, are are in their mid to late seventies, I think. And every time I would go in there, I would see Anne Marie in there. Um, she's uh, just an awesome person and so fun to talk to. And I've got to know her a little bit through business first over the years. Uh, we did a profile on them about three years ago, uh, around their 25th anniversary, but, um, just, you know, kind of the same thing. I, I know that at that time, even, you know, some of her kids, uh, were involved, um, especially Nina, um, uh, you know, but it was a lot of family help having to help, uh, and maybe not, uh, you know, trouble finding outside help even then, or people that knew how to run, you know, how to run an authentic German restaurant. 
So uh, I think they just kind of are, you know, we're kind of tired and, and couldn't really find the help they needed. So they decided to shut it down, though. Um, I think that the, the social media post, the Facebook post that we kind of ran off of um, was that, you know, they left it open to someone maybe taking it over. Um, right. and running I noticed it. That. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it was it was just a unique place. I mean, from it was in a strip mall. But once you went in, you didn't feel like you're in a strip mall. And they were open like 530 to nine, like four or five days a week. It was like very limited hours and very hard, sometimes hard to get into. But, um, but so I hope, hope someone, uh, you know, there for a while there was Erica's, which is another German restaurant that closed years ago. And, uh, now we've got the common house across in Jeffersonville, which I went to actually on mother's day. It was really good. Um, mm-hmm. and then some other places that do a little bit of German like Monique, but, um, it would be awesome if, if someone did pick up that mantle and, and was able to keep it going. Right. Um, yeah, a lot of good, praise i've been seeing about common house over in jeff now that's outside the water center you're allowed to go there yeah, yeah. southern india that way it doesn't count yeah common, <laughs> common house hall or common hall house i always mess it up but uh yeah the one thing um one thing to add that since michael's off off today um he is planning on connecting with Anne marie early next week to get kind of a fuller picture of mm-hmm. why they closed um she had maybe hinted to him you know it wasn't just staffing there might have been some other reasons so Look for an update next week after Michael has a chance to talk to the family. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I, I and like you said, I mean, we covered them a little bit for the family business thing. Um, when was that? Was did you say uh, 2018? Maybe. Yeah, that's when we still did the enterprising families feature. It was 2018 or 2019, which was right around was their 25th anniversary. So it was four four years ago, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And we have another uh, family business uh, event coming up soon. So. Uh, we're, we're uh, I know if, for my part, I'm going to be talking to uh, the folks at uh, Hill, Hillrick and Bradsby about uh, their family business, even though that's that's been owned. But uh, a lot of different family businesses being honored as a part of that. So. Sold out for yep. the 20. I'll be on vacation, but uh, the 24th of this month. Yep. All right. Well, I think that is all we have this week. I really appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, before we go, let's uh, talk about where we can find you on social media. Uh, Ellie, I'll start with you on this one. You can find me on Twitter at Eleanor, and you can find me on LinkedIn under my name, Eleanor Tolbert. All right. Haley. You can find me on Twitter at Haley or on LinkedIn under my name, Haley Coffin. All right. Shay, where can people find you? Yeah, uh, Twitter, my name, at Shay Van Hoy, and same for LinkedIn. Um, I just posted a, uh, uh, the Vince Tyra story on LinkedIn, so either go to our website or find it there, and um, and on Twitter as well. So um, we'll see uh, see how uh, that all catches on, because um, I think— A nice little incentive for people to go to your page. <laughs> we, should all, we should have all teased the story that we posted there. Go look. <laughs> Here's my favorite story of the last week. Then we can start doing that. So Right, right. Yeah. Well, you can find me on LinkedIn under my name as well, David A. Mann. And you can find me on Twitter under the name dman 3001 If you like this podcast, you can find it on popular podcast services, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Thank you very much, Ellie, Haley, and Shay. Thank you guys for listening to us at home, and we'll see you next time.